Welcome to The Policy Shop, weekly conversations with public policy experts where we'll dive into the most important issues affecting all of us here in Illinois. I'm Hillary Gowans. Let's get started. Joining me today is Adam Schuster, Vice President of Policy at the Illinois Policy Institute. College tuition at Illinois' public universities has skyrocketed by nearly 50% in the past 15 years, making college out of reach for some students. Adam will help us understand what's behind Illinois' tuition increases year after year. Adam, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. So I uh, remember when I was a younger person uh, about to embark on my own college journey, and my parents would talk about how when they were college age, tuition was affordable. My mom paid her way through college, waitressing. I, it's something like a couple thousand bucks to go to college each year. That is totally not the case in Illinois anymore. I was just looking at the numbers and it looks like, for example, uh, back in 2007, the university where you attended, Northern Illinois University, the tuition was $7,871. Today, tuition is $15,366. That's a 45% increase in 15 years. What is going on? Well, there's a lot of things that are driving uh, up tuition prices, but the Illinois-specific story is that we're spending less on higher education uh, from the state budget. Uh, we're, we were, up until very recently, also spending less on MAP grants, which are uh, sort of a grant to help um, disadvantaged kids or, or low-income kids afford college. Um, we're spending less on this, which means the universities have to ask more from their students in order to make their budgets work. And the primary reason that the state is not able to keep up the same level of investment uh, in higher education is because it's spending way, 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 way too much on pensions. Yeah, so the facts are pretty astounding. Um, you know, this research that we published recently shows that Illinois' Average in-state tuition is the fifth most expensive in the nation and the highest in the Midwest. But to your point, we also found that spending on higher ed, if you take out pensions in the past 15 years, higher ed spending is actually down 23 percent, which feels crazy. Yeah. So uh, adjusting for inflation, like you said, uh our actual investment in higher education operations is down. And that's because our investment in higher education pensions has gone way up. So if you look at the total spending on higher education, about 9% of it used to be for pensions. Now it's 44%, and that number's rapidly approaching 50%. So soon, um, half or 50, 50 cents on every dollar that we spend in higher education won't go to students, won't go to a current university, will go to pay for a retired person's uh, pension. And of course, pensions are important, right? But the, the problem here is that it's crowding out our ability to uh, spend on things that people actually want and care about and need and have a good return on investment. Um, you know, we used to spend about 4% of the budget on pensions back in the 90s. Now we're spending over a quarter of the budget, more than 25% of the budget goes to pensions every single year. It's the largest single budgetary item and the fastest growing. Well, and it's particularly bad in the state university system. So you found that 15 years ago, just 9% of the state's higher ed budget was for the pension system that that goes along with higher ed. But now 44%, and, and as you pointed out, nearly 50% at the end of this year uh, will, will be taken up by pensions. And this is a story that you've told time and time again about this idea that the more we spend on pensions, and it's a lot, it's a big chunk of what we invest across the board, the less we spend on things people want and need. 
So in terms of higher education, what is the bigger picture here? Why does this matter so much? Well, higher education is one of the most important things uh, for us to get right. Uh, it's the future, right? It's the next uh, generation of the workforce, and it directly um, impacts our future economic growth, but also uh, where people choose to live, right? Our population. So Illinois has this huge um, uh, exodus problem of people leaving uh, for other states. And traditionally, people have said that our universities are one of the few competitive advantages that Illinois has. So if you were to uh, you know, rank our advantages and disadvantages, our disadvantages are overwhelming debt, really high taxes, high regulation, corrupt government. Uh, but our advantages have been you know, lots of farmland, lots of fresh water, just good natural resources, and world-class universities. Because Illinois really does have several amazing universities. Our public universities are great, our private universities are great. Um, but if we're not investing in them appropriately, uh, because we're throwing all this money down this black hole of pension debt without actually solving any problems, um, then those universities are going to become increasingly unaffordable uh, for our workforce, which means that young people born in Illinois are more likely to go to universities out of state, or if they do go to university here in Illinois, um, they're more likely to leave uh, and, and, and go work uh, somewhere else. So we need to get this right, um, and we need to make college affordable uh, for our students here in Illinois, and we need to you know, do what we can to make sure they stay here, which includes investing in their education. It's ironic that you mentioned making college affordable, which I agree should be one of the main goals of this whole thing, um, because not too long ago, Governor Pritzker mentioned or floated the idea of free college. Uh, and you did some interesting math on that to figure out if we got our pension problem under control, what that would mean for students. And I can't remember, what was the finding that you had there? So, so virtually, what it, uh, essentially what it was, it boils down to if we spent what we used to spend on pensions or what most states spend on pensions, single digits um, in the budget, which is a normal amount of money to spend on this, uh, then we actually could afford to send, uh, to, to, to pay U of I level in-state tuition for every college student in Illinois. So we basically could do uh, free college if we were just to get our pension spending under control. And I want to make the point too here, because I think a lot of people get confused about what you mean when you talk about getting our pension spending in order. You're not saying cut the pension system. You're talking about making sure that what people have already earned is protected and then making sure that what we commit to moving forward is realistic so that not only are people who have been made promises made whole, but taxpayers are comfortable. Students have tuition that they can afford. I mean, that's what we're talking about here, right? Exactly. And, and we do need to find a reasonable, balanced solution because there's uh, different groups of people affected in different ways by the pension crisis. And an important group is the pensioner themselves, right? These people are public servants who are relying on this as their sole and primary form of retirement benefit. Many don't get Social Security. Uh, you know, a lot of us know people in the public pension system, by the way. One in 10 uh, Illinois adults as a member of a, of a public pension system. Um, and so lots of our friends and family members, including my father, uh, my daughter's mother, there's lots of people I know that we all know personally impacted by this. So you need to try to figure out a solution that doesn't harm them. Uh, but at the same time, you have to recognize this 
as a financial problem, just it's a factual matter, right? It's it's dollars and cents. It's not really very subjective, is harming Illinois. This this pension debt is the reason tuition at some of these universities is up 60% in just 15 years, right? It's it's making it harder for kids to go to college. Uh, it's blowing up our state's credit rating. It's driving our property taxes up. So you need to try to, to balance these interests. And what we've basically said is, you can fix this problem without taking away any earned benefits, without reducing a retiree's check by one cent, without cutting uh, you know, the current monthly annuity promised to any current worker. We can just start by saying, all right, what you've earned is protected, but we need to say going forward, those benefits need to be subject to change to make sure that they're affordable for the taxpayer, but also so that they're sustainable uh, for the employee themselves. Uh, overall, the pension systems only have 40 cents saved for every dollar and promises they've made. Uh, the state university pension system is a little bit better. They have 48 cents uh, saved for every dollar and promises they've made. Still far from enough money um, to make people whole from what they've promised them. So, you know, reasonable balanced reforms can protect taxpayers, lower taxes, lower debt, while still preserving these people's retirement benefits and actually giving them a more secure retirement because they're not going to have to worry about insolvency, about their pension going broke. Well, and not to mention, if you spend your money the right way in terms of higher education, you can keep these universities world class because. There's a lot that goes into attracting top-tier students to your schools. I imagine it becomes a lot harder to tempt the top thinkers in their fields to join a university if there's less funding to go around for salaries and compensation. Oh, absolutely. So our, our public universities um, have been complaining about this problem for a while. And uh, you know, this most recent budget that Governor Pritzker passed does somewhat increase uh, higher education funding for these universities, but it still leaves them below where they were back in 2007. And I actually think the high point might have been 2003, if I remember correctly, for university funding. Um, so, you know, basically for 20 years now, we've been cutting higher education to fund pension debt. And that's a choice. That's a choice by our politicians, and they should be held accountable for it. So ISU President Emeritus Larry Dietz, when we talked to him, he said, the truth is no one can have a good conversation about the state budget unless you begin to identify the place where the bulk of the money is spent. That's been pensions. So to your point, this isn't a secret. People in higher ed know that this is a problem. Yeah, I, I've had similar conversations with uh, the dean of the University of Illinois uh, Business School. I mean, everybody knows uh, that pensions are a problem. It's clear uh, from the numbers. Um it's just about getting Springfield to wake up, admit that it's a problem, and then actually do something about it. And we would be remiss if we didn't mention the students themselves. I mean, there's already immense pressure that we put on young people in terms of making them feel like they need to go to university. Um, that's maybe a separate conversation. But there is this pressure to go to school and to go to the best school you can possibly go to. And when you are a kid who comes from a family that's maybe not the most affluent, looking at tuition at the one of the best state universities here, U of I Champaign, it's almost $20,000 a year. That's almost double what it was 15 years ago. So how are we going to ask kids to either go way in debt or how are we going to ask their parents to take on debt of their own or you know cut their spending to the bone to be able to afford this this isn't fair to kids and families either no it's absolutely not and um you know for what it's worth i experienced this personally uh because illinois financial problems go back to when i was in college at least if not and not much uh, older than that and, and when i was in college 
uh, around the Great Recession, there were real questions about whether uh, MAP grants were going to be funded, whether the universities were going to get as much money as they did the year before uh, for operations. And even back then, it was clear um, that it was pension crowd out that was the problem. I, you know, I remember there was a friend of mine. So I, I used MAP grants. I was a low-income student, and uh, a friend of mine did as well. And I think he uh, ended up actually losing uh, his state funding because he was right at the sort of the threshold uh, where when they when they cut the program, uh, he no longer qualified because it goes to the to the neediest first, right? But he still needed the money and he's relying on the money. And when you take that away from someone who's already in school, it creates massive uncertainty. You know, what, do, what am I going to do? Do I have to drop out? Do I have to take on debt? Do I have to, you know, I got to find a way to get a scholarship? How do I pay for this? Um, and Again, we're we're choosing, you know, budgets are a statement of public priorities, right? Where politicians spend your money tells you a lot about what they care about. And where they're spending your money right now uh, is not on the things you should care about. It's not on higher education. It's not on anti-poverty programs. It's on pension debt. Um, and there's a better solution to the pension crisis than just continually hiking taxes and throwing more money at it. Yeah, I think that sometimes we have difficulty explaining to people who don't think about this stuff every day, and rightly so. They have 10,000 other things to think about. But we have a hard time connecting the dots between this pension problem and where it intersects with your everyday life. And to me, this, this is one of the easiest ways to see it. Um, and, and failing to get serious about the pension crisis is affecting people's futures in a real tangible way. So thanks for breaking this down for us, Adam. And I'm sure we'll have more to come on this subject. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. To keep up with all of our work at the Illinois Policy Institute and to sign up for our newsletter, visit illinoispolicy.org. If you like what you heard today, subscribe and give us a five-star review. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Policy Shop.